It's good. Glad you're here. We have been in this series entitled Word. This is week number three. We, we started the first week with a word from the church. We believe that, that there are some specific words through, through God's word, the Holy Bible, that, that, that speak to specific groups of people uh, in our culture today. And we are on a journey looking at specific words for specific groups of people. We started two, three weeks ago with a word for the church. And the word that we shared with the church that week was this word, first. To seek first the kingdom of God, right? That when we place the things of God first in our lives, everything else just kind of funnels down from that, right? When you put first things first, everything else shakes out and falls into place as it's according to. But when you put second things first, well, you miss out on the second thing, its full potential, and you also miss out on the first thing. Seek first the kingdom of God. That was a word for the church. Last week, we had a word for for parents. The word for parents last week was this word, leadership. We talked about leadership and how how there's this leadership void in so many of our homes today. That those that God had placed in the position of leadership in the home, they, they, they're, they're not leading. And they've given their, their, their kids the opportunity to stay. Kids want someone to lead. They're looking to parents to lead them. And so we challenged last year, the word was leadership. Parents, you, by God's design and plan, he, he, he called you and he's given you kids to lead. He wants you to lead them. Train up a child in the way he should go. Set a child on the path that he should follow, Proverbs says. And when he is old, he will continue to walk that path. Or when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parents, we are to lead our children. Amen? Amen. Well, today, I have another word. Today we have a word for another group that make up this house, but make up the culture in which we live in as well. And today we have a word for widows. A word for widows. Now, 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 now just someone said, why, why, would we, why, why would we speak because there's, there's just, you know, maybe that's not a, a, a large demographic or, or maybe there's not a, 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 a large group that attend here on the weekend that would place themselves in this situation. But l- listen, j- just to get a clearer understanding uh, um, uh, on this topic, j- just for myself, I... I the scripture, the Bible points out how important widows are. You know that, right? W- widows are important to God. In fact, this specific word in scripture, widow, or, or some version of it, it's, it's mentioned nearly, nearly 90 times in the Old and the New Testaments in a variety of ways, right? It, in fact, there are scriptures that come to your mind right now when you think of this word widow that, that, that maybe you've looked at and how we are to respond and, and how God views those who, who find themselves in, in this category in life, right? We know that James chapter 1 verse 27 says that pure religion or genuine religion, right? Pure and genuine religion. And, and James goes on to, to lay out, is, is, is that whenever you, you attend to the needs of the orphaned or when you tend to the needs of those who are widowed, right? We know those things. So why would we continue to talk about it? Well, let me just share this with you. In reality, and not to be a downer today, but in reality, 
Half of us in this room, if we're not already there, if we're not already currently a widow, we will probably experience this at some point in our lifetime. You know that, right? I'm not trying to be a downer, but, 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 but many of us are going to find ourselves probably at some point in our lifetime in this category. And, and so today, so to today, I have a word for widows. Now maybe you've not lost a, a, a family member, a spouse, a loved one. But for some of you, maybe there's been a death to a dream or a pursuit. Maybe there's been a death of, of a job, a career that you envisioned that would be yours for the life. Listen, today I have a word for widows. I have a word for those that, that, that have lost that special, significant other person in their life. Are we ready for this? The, the word I have for this, and I struggled with this, but it'll make sense to you in just a few minutes. <clears throat> The word that I have for us is this word, enlargement. Enlargement. You, you know, the body is a pretty amazing thing, isn't it? Our, our, our bodies. Some of you have a high view of your body, and you know that you're amazing because you pose and you primp and you look in a mirror for hours upon hours just before you ever leave your home. The body, you know, is a pretty amazing thing. This thing that, that you and I move around in, it's, it's really, really incredible. One of the amazing qualities um, is, is something that, that, that I might call compensation. In, in other words, when, when one part of, of, of the body, the human body, breaks down, another part kind of seems to become stronger and make up for the other part of the body that is broken in order to kind of help make up the difference. Are you with me so far? For example, if, if, if I tragically lose the side in, in one, one eye, what happens? The other eye gets stronger. If you lose your sight totally, you, you, you gain, the body compensates, and you get a, a sharpened sense of, of hearing. In a sense, the body is compensating for, one, for the other part, right? I've always marveled at, at this body part, that this thing that happens when when, when a person loses a kidney, for example, so suddenly you, you, you have half of, of, of what you need in order to stay alive. You, you used to have two, but now you've got one, but, but, but not for long. You see, somehow that diminished capacity in, in, in our body is, is taken care of because what happens is that remaining kidney, it enlarges its capacity. And, and that one kidney begins to do the work of, of the two. Are you tracking with me? It, it couldn't do that until it had to do so. But when that kidney had to kick in and compensate and start working as, uh, for, for two, man, that's when that kidney really started to work like that. I love this passage of Scripture in Psalm chapter 68, beginning verse 4. It says this. Sing praises to God and to His name. We've done that today, haven't we? Sing loud praises to Him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in His presence. He's father to the fatherless. He's the defender of widows. This is God whose dwelling is holy. That's a great psalm. It's one of my favorites. 
And it's a great psalm to me because it speaks to the awesome majesty and the greatness of God. But then in verse 5, it begins to talk about his personal concern for, for, for two groups who've experienced great loss. It speaks to there in verse 5, it speaks to, to, to kids who, who have lost their father. But then it also speaks to, to women or, or even men who have lost their wife or their husband. And, and here's what that, that psalm says. It says that God makes up the difference. It says that he now protects the, the unprotected widow who's, who's lost the protection of, of his or her spouse. It says also that he protects the child who's, who's lost the father. Here's the deal about the God we worship today. God makes up the difference. He makes up the difference. He does what I would call the kidney miracle. He he, he, he enlarges. It's the miracle of enlargement. Are you with me? You see, the survivor's capacity and the capability are enlarged now to meet their present challenge. All of a sudden, the, the things that they were not able to handle alone, they can now handle because of what I like to call the God difference. There's a God difference that takes place. You see, God, in a sense, God is the God of the gaps that are left by human death or human failure. And that's a wonderful encouragement to us today for those that maybe find yourself as a single parent. Or, or maybe you're single and you're without your mate you, 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 you've lost that parent. You've, you've lost someone that, that at one point you learned that you leaned heavily on them. You needed them in your life. But they're not there right now. Well, I just want you to know God wants to enlarge your strength this morning to compensate for that. He wants to give you the capacity that where there were two, but there's now one. Listen, God wants to enlarge and give you the strength that you need in order to compensate. Now, now, now you may say this morning, well, I, I, I never was that strong before. I, I couldn't handle it all alone. Well, see, that's because you didn't need to be that strong. Now you do. And if you will, 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 if you'll just be strong and if you will begin to draw on God and let him be God, if you will, if you will tap into this God difference, I'm telling you, you you're going to tap into to incredible strength, but also incredible God resources. You see, God not only enlarges people, God not only gives us the capacity to operate as one where, where we used to be two, but, but God also enlarges resources. Are you with me? Check this out. Do you remember the Jews who walked around in the wilderness for 40 years? And, and scripture says that their shoes didn't wear out. Man, wouldn't you like to find that sandal maker? Wouldn't you? I mean, for some of you with kids, it's 40 days and you're looking for, for new shoes for your kids, right? But do you remember that these Jews, their, their, their shoes didn't wear out for 40 years? They didn't have a place to go and, and, and get, get shoes. And so guess what? God just simply made unlimited resources to go a long way. That's good stuff. You know that's good stuff. So right now, maybe there's this, 
this gaping hole in your life right now. Maybe you would say, hey, I'm without the protection that I used to have. I need that protection, but I've lost it. Or maybe you're saying, you know what, I used to have someone that provided for me financially. And they were resources for me. I need that, but I've lost it. Or maybe your spouse that is no longer here physically with you. Maybe they provided wisdom and guidance that you needed, but it's just gone now. Maybe they provided some energy Maybe they pushed you forward and encouraged you to step out and do things that that maybe on your own you never would have thought, and it's just gone right now. Listen, my encouragement to you today, if you find yourself in that situation, is this. Don't limit God. Because here's what I believe. I believe that he will send you what you need to get through this. He's done it time and time again. And maybe he used to send that strength and what you needed to get through. Maybe he did used to send it through someone else. But I'm just telling you right now, he's going to send it directly to you instead of through someone else. So hear me this morning, widow. Although your family structure may have changed, God has not Although the, 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 the person that you used to wake up to and physically see and you had that companion and friend that was there with you, maybe, listen, God is still there. He's not left you. He's not abandoned you. He's not, he is still God and he's still who he said he was or is. The one who created all. The one who knows all. The one who is in control of all. Listen, he still has you. He's got you. He's got you. And, and I also want you to remember this. And you probably already know this. But, but, but just this was an aha for me as I was gearing up and getting ready for our time together. To, to just remember this. And I said it last week, but I want to say it again. Remember who you are in Christ. Rewind the tape. Let me say it again. Remember who you are in Christ. You see, your identity as a human being is in Him. Your identity should not be, and this is a word for every one of us, your identity should not be in someone else. Your identity this morning should not be in in your accomplishments. Your identity this morning, listen church, is not in your possessions, the stuff you have. Your identity is not in what other people say about you. Your identity is in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things pass away, all things become new. I'm not a new creation based on my performance. I'm not a new creation based on my last name. I'm not a new creation based on, on, on what people say. But I am new and I am complete because of Jesus Christ. Are you with me today, church? Am I just talking to myself? Your identity is in Christ. And so, widow, draw deeply on his strength 
Let him empower you to do what you couldn't do before. Because, well, you know what? You didn't have to do it. He wants to do this kidney thing in your life. He wants to work in you his miracle of of enlargement. God is still God. And he's got you. And if you find yourself in in this stage of life today, let me encourage you to to, to see this not simply as as a problem to be solved or or a circumstance um, that must somehow be overcome. But I want to encourage you to see this as a calling on your life that has been arranged by God. Now, now hang in there with me for just a few moments. I want you to begin to see your situation as, as a calling by God that has been arranged for your life. Now, 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 now this notion that, that God designed our widowhood and that all of God's designs flow from his love for us. We just sang about that. that. That seems incompatible. And I know that it seems weird during this time of suffering that accompanies such, such loss. But listen, your desire to yield to God's will instead of nursing an angry grudge or, or a bitter suspicions about his goodness, I believe can become the foundation for your healing and growth. I believe that, and for so many, this is kind of the, where, where, where the divide begins to happen between those who know God and trust Him and know that He is God and He's still in control, and for those that will just continue the rest of their lifetime to, to, to dwell in, in, in their loss. It's kind of like when, 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 I, when I went and sat with, with someone in our church uh, uh, a few, few months back in, in, during their chemo treatment at, at, the, uh, at the hospital. And I heard the doctor say this, those cancer, people with cancer, cancer's cancer. And for those that find themselves in this area getting the drip and, and chemo and whatever, they're, they're all in the same boat. But there's a, there is a, a divide between the two. Those that have people in their life around them supporting them and encouraging them and spurring them on and taking care of their needs and sitting with them in those those sick moments, those days in which there's just... Those people have a better chance of survival versus those who face it alone, who who have such a, 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 a negative attitude towards it, who've given up hope. Who, who kind of this, this Eeyore mentality. That's the difference. They're all in the same room and they're all getting the same medication. But there is a divide. Listen, I believe that that can happen in your life as well. You see, all of us, none of us here today would, would downplay the loss of, of, of a significant other in our lives, our spouse, none of us. But what will we do as a result of that? I believe us yielding our lives to God and and, and saying, God, listen, I need you now like never before. I'm telling you, I believe that that makes the difference between those who will embrace and and, and flourish during the rest of their time here on earth and those that will continue just to live in that sorrow and hurt and pain. Am I making sense? 
you know, there are so many biblical promises that God gives to, to widows, including those promises throughout Scripture that he's going to protect you. He's going to uphold you. He's going to maintain you. He's going to execute justice for, as Scripture says, the vulnerable and the defenseless. Listen, all of those things confirm to us that God has not abandoned you. He's not. And my prayer is that over time, you might discover that, that your spouse's death, as horrible and painful and as difficult as it is, listen, maybe that can be an open door to, to a greater dependence on and devotion to God that marriage maybe had, had not permitted You see, I believe that maybe we can become a little too dependent on on some other person. And maybe our pursuit of the Lord is is not as strong and as passionate as what it should be. And I'm just saying for some of us, maybe now in this weak and vulnerable state, in a time of hurting and hopelessness right now, oh, this could be an incredible opportunity for you to get to know your God in maybe a new and exciting way. And so this morning before we leave here, I want to share some things that... That, that, that I believe that God can, can teach someone as they, as they travel this, this dark valley of recovery and renewal. I want to share with you five things real quickly before we leave. And, and again, this is a word for all of us. And this is a word for those of you that, 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 that know someone that is, that is a widow. This is a word of encouragement for you as well. Number one, I would say this, that God can teach us the value of, of friends and family. Never are are our friends and family so important as in a time of grief and despair, right? I mean, the hugs and the tears, the 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 the, the sympathy, those those cards that are sent and the phone calls that are placed. Listen, these are ways for you to get through this difficult time in your life. And church, listen, we need to be there for one another. We we need to be there for people that find themselves. In this life situation, the value of friends and family. I believe that God also can teach us the power of prayer. I'm more convinced than, than ever that the tremendous covering of prayer is the key to recovery. It is the key to, to healing. I believe that prayer is the key for any of us to getting back on track in life. Are you with me? Tap into that. Just know that we have God's ear. We have his attention. His focus is on us, and it is a time for us to call out to him and to share, but it's also a time for us just to be still and know that he's God and he's got us, and we listen to him for guidance. We let him speak into us and to provide exactly what we need. I believe that God also can teach us the true meaning of faith. The true meaning of faith. You know, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Right? We've heard that. And we know that. Listen, faith is not saying God will, but God can. Did you hear that? Faith is not saying that God will, but God can. Hey, listen, all of us would agree, I hope, that God is sovereign, isn't he? And listen, we cannot dictate his will. But we know that he can do all things, right? That there is no prayer that he cannot answer. 
We do believe, don't we, that because he's sovereign, that there is no sickness that he cannot heal. Do we believe that? If it is his will to do so. You see, and I think that that's where so many of us get sidetracked. It has to be his will to do so. Was it not Jesus himself who taught us to pray, thy will be done, right? Our Father who art in heaven, we've said that thousands of times. And Jesus reminded us even in that model prayer that it's about the Father's will. The Father's will be done. You see, right now in this moment that you're facing, I believe that you can begin to develop a faith like none other. It's not that God will, but it's that God can. And your faith can be strengthened. The fourth thing I would encourage us with today that God can teach us during this time is to stand on the promises. Stand on the promises of God. There's a verse of scripture that I use oftentimes in funeral settings. And you, if you've attended a funeral, you've heard this verse mentioned time and time again. We know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, right? We've heard that. We know that. Stand on that promise. You see, here's the deal. Jesus has prepared a place for prepared people. There is a place That is awaiting those of us that have prepared ourselves for that. What do you mean prepared myself for that? I've looked upon the cross of Jesus Christ and I know that that is my only hope of salvation. And I've asked Jesus to come in and be my Lord and Savior. Anybody else with me today? And because of that, not only do I have this incredible, abundant living opportunity while here on earth, but I have the great assurance and hope of eternity in heaven with him. That when I am absent from this earthly body, and this is just a temporary setup, right? You know that, right? This is temporary. We are aliens. We are, as the old hymn would say, just a passing through. We're just passing through. This is not what we've been created for. Jesus has prepared a place for prepared people. We also know the promise that we're never alone if we are in Christ and he is in us. Did he not promise us that I will never leave you nor forsake you? Did he not also give us the promise? He said, hey, listen, I am with you always. I'm always with you. Hey, stand on those promises. Know that there is a place prepared for us. Know that he will never leave us or forsake us. Know this morning that he is with us always. And the number five, I would say this. Something that God can teach us is we need to claim the victory. Claim the victory. You see, here's here's the deal. For those who know Christ, death is not the ending. It is only the beginning. It is the beginning of life eternal with our Father, our Creator. A life of worship and remembering Him and celebrating who He is. 1 Corinthians 15, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, oh, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in what? Victory. But thank God He gives us what, church? Victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Claim the victory. For those of us that belong to Christ, oh, oh this is not our home. This is not, do you want to live here forever? It's depressing. It's sad. It's painful. 
No. Heaven is your home, saint, saved, blood-bought, redeemed. Oh. Well, church, let me give you a word. I have a word for the church, part two, in relation to widows. I believe that one of the biggest things that we as a church can do is to help widows get involved in the life of the church. In fact, if you are a widow, do not isolate yourself and sit around on the sideline thinking that you're done. I want you to feel like you've been put out to pasture just to finish the rest of your days here on earth. Nope. You need to stay involved and get involved. And church, I believe that that is one of the biggest things that we can do as a, as a spiritual family to rally around and support those who find themselves in this situation. It, it, it also helps widows, when church, whenever we show them that we care. You remember what James 1.27 said? Pure and genuine religion. The things that God desires most for us is, is that we as a church family rally around and, and surround widows and showing them that we care. Hey, church, we need, to be, we need to be sensitive to their schedules. We need to take time to, to give them a phone call or, or go by and, and, and make a visit. I loved my, the pastor that I started in ministry. I was 20 years of age when I started in full-time Christian ministry. And I'll never forget I had a pastor that would take me to the homes of, of widows and I didn't know what to say, and I didn't know what to do, and I didn't have my Bible, and I didn't know. I wasn't versed in, in words of, of ver- Listen, he said, hey, listen, we're just going to go sit with them. And we're just going to talk. And we're just going to drink coffee, black. And we're just going to be there. You see, sometimes not saying anything is the best thing to say. And just being present. Maybe inviting a widow to, to go to lunch and, and just to, to share some time with them. Maybe sending them Christmas cards. Maybe sending them birthday cards or wishes. Sometimes widows just need to talk. Maybe sometimes they even need to reminisce on the life that they had with their companion. And church, listen, all of us can just sit there and listen, can't we? We talk way too much anyway. You need to listen. You don't have to have the solution. You don't have to figure it out for them and and solve it. Listen, you just need to be present. Are you with me today? And so for those of you that are widows, do not forget that God is with you. And do not forget that He still has you. And He's not finished with you. The hurt and the pain that you experience, yes, it's very real. And he knows what it's like. You see, he lost a family member as well. You see, he lost a son. And he knows the hurt and pain that you're going through. And so you have a God in heaven that is able to feel your pain. And he sympathizes with you today. But oh, he has great things in store for you. And I just want you to know, this church family needs you. There is still so much for you to contribute. And we long to come alongside of you as we pursue the Father together. I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning as we pray together and close our time. I'm going to ask our prayer ministry team to come and make themselves available today. And maybe you're here today and, 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 and you are a widow. Maybe you're here today and... Uh, 
You've lost a companion. You lost someone who, who was a very big part of your life. Maybe that was just a few years into marriage or maybe it's been several. I want you to know that we love you. And I pray that today has been some sort of encouragement to you. Maybe we could pray with you this morning and encourage you, and that's why we're down front today. Maybe there's someone else that's here today, and, and maybe you've not lost a companion, but, but, but there has been a hurt or pain in your life as well, and you also would just love for someone to come alongside of you this morning and pray with you and encourage you. That's why we stand here every Sunday morning. Maybe you're here today, and and, and, and through our time of, of, of singing and, and looking at God's Word and knowing who God is and the provision He's made for us and that our only hope is found in Jesus and our, uh, our only hope of eternity in heaven is through Jesus. Maybe you're here today and say, you know what, I need Jesus in my life. Listen, whatever we can do to come alongside and encourage you and pray with you this morning, we're going to stay here as I dismiss us in a few moments. We would love for you to come to the front and let us minister to you. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for who you are. I thank you, Jesus, for going all the way to the cross for us. For giving us the opportunity to live life here on earth that is abundant. And for being the hope that we have for eternity in heaven one day. Jesus, we thank you. Father, I come before you today and I'm asking you, God, to... Make your presence known to everyone in this room. God, especially to those who are hurting today. Those who, who are widowed. They've lost a companion. God, maybe to someone here in this room that's lost a dream or a pursuit of theirs. There's been a death of some sort. And God, I pray that they would all understand that, that you are with them in this moment. That you stand ready, God, to provide all that they need to make it through this thing called life. Father, I pray that we would understand who we are in you. And God, that we would pursue you in a greater manner right now. God, that we would allow you to be God in our lives maybe like never before. God, let us surrender to you. and Allow you to be God. So God, I pray for healing to happen in this house. I pray for the church to rise up and come alongside of the widow and encourage them. Jesus, thank you for being with us today. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.